Alright everybody, welcome back to Push 511 Radio. This time we are fortunate enough to have our first guest on the show here. No pressure, our, our in-house nutritionist, uh, Karen Apollony. How are you today? I'm well, how are you? I'm fantastic. So, um, before we dive into the to the nuts and bolts of this thing, why don't you just start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up here, and we'll just go from there. Okay, sweet. So, um, my name is Karen. I am born and raised in Baltimore. Um, I How did I end up at PUSH? So, it was actually through another sport that I wanted to train for, um, and I was just kind of getting bored with my gym routine. I someone had recommended that I give CrossFit a try, so I did some research, push, you know, stood out to me, and I um, quickly fell in love with it, and it's kind of funny because CrossFit kind of took the spotlight, and the sport that I was originally training for kind of um, faded into the background, and is more of like a, a side thing now, and CrossFit is like the main course. What sport was that? Uh, Stand-up paddling, so uh. I was prepping for a race that they have every year in August called Sea Paddle. Very cool. Um, it is the equivalent of a marathon on the water. Um, it goes around Manhattan. So it's a really cool race. It's really tough, um, obviously because of the length, but also because of the water conditions. There are a lot of waterways that converge at certain points. So they have like one specific part of the course that's called like it, like Hell's Pass or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's a really difficult race and that's what I was training for. And um, I still have yet to complete that race. It got, it got put to the sidelines as, start as um, soon as I started CrossFit. I have So when is that race? In August every year. I still have friends who do it every single year. <laughs> like, actually, this is about the time of year where I'll start like expecting texts from them asking. I still really want to do it. Um, it's one of those things that obviously like you have to train well in advance for. In sure. this race in particular, you have to raise a certain amount of money for um, it all goes towards very autism cool. research um but it's tough on the east coast obviously because we have winter um and so yeah. you kind of have to train around that a little bit um and that's always tough but so do we want to do you want to put it out there right now that you're going to do it next year so we can all hold you to it <laughs> yeah next year would be reasonable <laughs> so i'm pretty sure like that the the cutoff um actually last year it was good that i didn't do it i thought about it they actually only let I think like a quarter of like the participants out on the water who had registered because the conditions were so dangerous that day. There was gotcha. like a storm passing through, but yeah, next year. Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> next year. Um, that's great. So push was your first CrossFit gym. Um, no, actually it wasn't. So I had a really bad experience with CrossFit about like, I want to say like three years before I came to push. Um, I found them via Groupon. I yeah. stopped in for the, like their foundations course, which was two one-hour sessions, I think, um, and I was recovering from a shoulder injury at the time, and I just had a really weird experience. They really weren't too keen on, like, form and giving good instructions to keep people safe, and it put a sour taste in my mouth, and I had pretty much sworn it off at that point, um, and it wasn't until, so my boyfriend did CrossFit in college, and he was the one who convinced me that all boxes are not That's created good. equal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like walking into like McDonald's where it's like a franchise and they're all like exactly identical yeah, yeah. to one another. Um, so he kind of pointed me in the direction of things to look out for, you know, focus on proper form and safety and community and things like that. And that's very cool. kind of how Push stood out amongst the other gyms that I was looking at. Very, very, very cool. So yeah. um, as an athlete, I've 
personally seen you kind of uh, grow along your time here <laughs> from, from when you first came in, yeah. which is really, really cool. So uh, again, before we dive into the, um, the nutrition aspect, which is what we're really going to talk about, um, what, is, what is one thing that you wish you knew uh, regarding the fitness aspect the day you came in um, that you know now that you wish you would have known then or you wish someone would have given you that piece of advice? Just something, something quick. Um, one thing I wish I'd, I mean, I think I did know this when I walked in. It's just, it's difficult to practice it consistently. Um, it's just, you know, keep your ego checked at the door. Yeah. Um, every single day that you walk in. I am definitely better, you know, on certain days than others um, at doing this. I certainly try all the time, but I think everyone slips every now and again. I think that you will get more out of your workouts when you do this um, and obviously you keep yourself safe but um, the other thing too and again like I know this walking in it's just hard to remember sure. don't compare yourself to other people yeah um, you don't know how long the person working out next to you has been grinding it away you know to get to the point where they are and if you're just walking in through the doors for the first time like you're not expected to know everything um, and certainly even the people who have been working out here for, you know, five, six, seven years, yeah. it, they're still working too. Like they're yep. not perfect. They don't know everything. Um, but yeah, just kind of like focusing on yourself and um, being coachable. I think that those are two really important things. Yeah. I, and I think that that applies to anything, not just CrossFit. That mm -hmm. when, you, when you walk into a new arena, something that you're not that familiar with and you yeah. walk in and you see people who may have been doing it for 5, 10, 15 years and they're really, really good at it and you wonder why can't I be that good? Mm -hmm. But what you don't see behind that is the work that those people have put in. Yeah. I'm a much bigger believer that natural talent is is certainly there to an extent, mm -hmm. but that will never get you to being really, really good at something. So yeah. whenever you see someone that's really good at something, um, I tend to think it has to do a lot more with grit and determination oh, yeah. and, and showing up every day. Yep. And I think it's tough to see the, the, the forest through the trees sometimes and kind of kind of see that what goes well, on there. And I think that that's one of the reasons too why it's really good and important to get to know those athletes and to work with them because yeah. they, you know, everyone here, regardless of how long that they've been chipping away at this, like everyone remembers what it feels like or what it felt like walking in through the doors for yeah. the very first time. And um, if you kind of get to know the athlete working out next to you, um, you can learn a lot about like what were the things that helped them get to the point that they are. Um, you know, I just think that there's so much that you can learn just like obviously from your coaches, but then also the people that you work out with every day. Yeah, no, I agree completely. It's, it's always a good thing to ask questions, mm -hmm, especially yeah. I remember when I first walked in here, I did a quick workout that one of the coaches put together mm -hmm. and some people that had already done a workout came in and joined me yep. and completely put me in the dirt. Um, I didn't understand how you could do a workout and then come do another workout <laughs> and I was fresh and still got beat. Like it was, it was really, really bad. Yeah. Um, there's a few holdovers here from when I first joined. Coach Sam would be a, <laughs> a good one. Don't worry, he'll be on here too. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll he'll talk all about that. Um, but yeah, it's it's when you first walk in here, there's a lot going on. So yeah. take a breath, take a step back, and just like you said, listen, learn, ask questions, yep. be coachable. Yeah. Um, so let's let's chat about nutrition a little okay. bit. So. Um, 
what was nutrition like for you growing up? Were, were you like me and mostly everybody else <laughs> I know where the McDonald's Happy Meal was a regular mm-hmm. occurrence? Or, oh, yeah. or, or was there more, um, more in your household geared towards healthy conscious eating? Absolutely not. Yeah. So my, my diet was crap growing up. So um, for those who don't know, my family's Greek, so we eat our feelings. Um, <laughs> it's definitely like every stereotype in my big fat Greek wedding is like totally true. Like, oh, you had a bad day? Like you've already eaten? Well, here, have another meal. So, um, <laughs> so that's kind of the household I grew up in. Actually, when I was much younger, I was a super picky eater. I hated really? everything. Huh. Like. And it's funny because I, I literally will eat anything now, but Same. even the foods that picky eaters liked, I hated. Like, I hated bread, I hated sandwiches, I hated cheese and macaroni and cheese and like everything. Like, I literally ate nothing. Um, and even as my, I guess, like childhood palate like expanded, sure. it, it, our household was just full of a lot of processed crap, you know, the stuff that's convenient. Um, and, you know, to no fault to my parents or anything, but they just, you know, they didn't know any better. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, that's kind of the household that we grew up in. And even as they kind of like caught on to certain things like diabetes runs on my mother's side of um, my family and heart disease runs on my father's side. So there were certain things that they would watch out for, like salt and sugar and all that, but even like the decisions that guided like okay well let's take soda out like we'll replace it with diet coke it's fine like drink as much of it as you want um so i was pretty much on my own and the internet definitely was not anything like it is today in terms of finding information so i kind of was left to sort of figure it out on my own and kind of led me down some you know like to make some really like poor decisions in terms of diet um yeah so no I, I can certainly relate there um i mean i grew up on a healthy diet of pasta mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. and uh pasta. just sugared cereals in the morning now i mm-hmm. looking back i do think that um whether intentional or unintentional my mom enjoyed cooking so i, I would oh, always yeah. get a good home-cooked meal with yeah. and with veggies and meat and potatoes mm-hmm. but yep. outside of that yeah. the the nutrition choices it just wasn't as uh, you, you don't know what you don't know again so it, yeah. it was just I, so I think I had it better than most, but yeah. but the thing like soda, juice drinks, like which when good on in, in small occasions, but mm-hmm. not every day, like you said, as soon as you get home, whatever you want, as much as you want of itself. Yeah, that's very similar to what my household was like. Yeah. Some home cooked meals at night, but then the rest of the day was like a free for all, so... 100%. Yeah, pasta still holds a special spe- <laughs> special bad. place for me. Yeah, I, I had a uh, quick side. I had a buddy of mine who was Greek growing up, and every time I went to his house, his oh. mom was basically, oh, how are you? I just made a fresh turkey. <laughs> Would you like a fresh turkey? He'd be like, no, Miss Kikoris, thank you. But, um, That's pretty I, much how I I'm okay right now. Yep. Um, so um, since you've come to CrossFit and, and Push 511, oh. um, you've really kind of dove into that. I know you yeah. joined up and got your uh, certification through Healthy Steps Nutrition. Mm-hmm. You have your Precision Nutrition yep. certification precision, now. Precision Level 1 and working on Level 2, which will be done in October. Oh, very, very, yeah. very cool. Very cool. So, what made you have an interest in nutrition when you got in here? Mm-hmm. And then how has you making those nutrition changes affected your life inside the gym, outside the gym, all around? Yeah, so I mean, my interest in nutrition definitely like um, preceded 
CrossFit and push. Um, like I said, growing up, it was kind of just like figuring that out as I went. Um, and I really didn't have any athletic background until after college. Um, so any nutritional choices that I made up until that point were like primarily for aesthetic purposes yep. and like losing weight. Um, yep. and the same thing that drove like everything that I did in the gym, which was pretty much at the time limited to sure. cardio. But as I, you know, after college, I found certain physical activities that I really got into, like paddleboarding pretty much like dictated my life for um, like five years at least. And then before that, I was really into Bikram and was taking like, you know, six to eight classes a week. And then before that, um, you know, I was working with a personal trainer who kind of introduced me to the weight room and strength training and all of that. And I quickly realized that um, the restriction and deprivation diets that I was sort of adhering myself to were not conducive to being able to perform well in the activities that I've really grown to love. Yep. And so I kind of had to quickly figure out how do I eat around these activities while still maintaining like a healthy body composition, but then also eating to perform, being able to withstand those hot yoga studios for 90 minutes or be out on the water for like 12 miles or whatever it is. So, um, I really started like kind of delving into nutrition beyond like what is going to allow me to lose weight the quickest. Yep. Um, and I kind of experimented with a few things. Like I was vegetarian through college. I was vegan for a year after. Um, but really like everything always comes back to eating a balanced, um, minimally processed diet, regardless of like, you know, what you're doing in terms of like meat consumption or macro yep. breakdown or any of that other stuff. Um, and so I, for a long time, wanted to get into fitness and nutrition. Um, it just was kind of like a question of like how that fit in to my life. And um, the stars kind of aligned just perfectly. Like I was out of um, the, the last like nine to five job that I had due to layoffs. And it just kind of helped sync up or synced up with the time that yep. she was starting its nutrition program. Um, so that was kind of the time that I came on board. And really the, the main reason that I wanted to do it is just like, if I can save anyone, like even a fraction of the grief that I experienced through all of the trial and error with my own nutrition decisions, yeah. um, then, you know, that's something that I really enjoy because as you know, there's just so much information out there now, especially, um, it's overwhelming. It can be hard to decide like, which avenue to choose, what is going to give you the most results, what's going to help propel your performance in the gym, et cetera. So. Yeah, no, and I think you, you touched on something that I, I think a lot of coaches or, or um, people that just genuinely help other people, mm -hmm. one thing they don't think about is, because I always say I just enjoy helping people and mm -hmm. seeing them succeed. Yeah. But one thing I, you don't think about is, the other part of that is, I went through a lot of yep. stuff <laughs> that yeah. I don't want to see yep. anyone else have to go yeah. through. So allow uh, allow my trial and error to be help help act as a guide mm -hmm. to help other people yeah. um, to not have to lift weights that are too heavy for them too soon yep. and yeah. move like garbage and take three or four years to figure all that out before you yep. understand the deeper parts. But not talking about anybody in particular, but... Um, <laughs> Listen to your coaches, people. Yes, <laughs> Our yes. motives are pure. Yes, and, and, and coaches listen to their coaches as well like coaches yeah. have coaches um yep. what who whoever that is wherever they get that from just know that coaches have coaches mm -hmm. as well fitness nutrition the, the whole nine yep. um so how is that how has your nutrition helped you in the gym because again mm -hmm. i i've i've seen you over a, a little bit of time now and i yeah. can even just see 
not only just the performance changes, uh-huh. just the, the physical changes, like how has that helped you in the gym and outside of the gym? Yeah, so I mean, in the gym, I think it's like easier to kind of summarize, like obviously, um, you come in on a good day, you know, or after a good day of eating and hydrating properly and sleeping well and all of that. Um, and if you compare that to a day where maybe you've gone out for drinks the night before, you're like short on sleep, which was me last week. Um, mm-hmm. Like it just is a really good reminder of like, this is what I felt like all of the time before like I started to dial this in. Yep. Um, and I don't know, you can just kind of see it in, you can feel it in the movements um, that you perform in the gym, whether it's like a lift or for me, like it's always the endurancey type stuff or the body yeah. movements that I feel the most and those, you know, differences between like eating well and sleeping well and hydrating well and then the opposite of not doing those things well. Um, so I, you know, I track all of my workouts and movements and weights through um, Beyond the Whiteboard and you can definitely see like progress over time. In terms of outside of the gym, it's, I think it's a little more difficult to put into words, but you know, when I talk to people about like starting to hydrate well for the first time, I always tell them that, um, and this is true because I got to this point, um, I used to drink no water at all. And once you start to hydrate properly and then you have like an off day where maybe you're really busy and you just don't drink as much, like it really hits you, like how horrible you feel. And you don't realize that that was your baseline before. Like that's how you felt all of the time. (laughs) And so, um, it's the same with like eating well if you find like a good routine that works for you and you're nourishing your body properly and you're doing that consistently and then maybe like one day you just have an off day maybe you indulge a little bit because like you're celebrating something special and there's nothing wrong with that but like you do feel it um and it's just crazy to think that it's like okay this is like how i felt all the time before but i just kind of accepted it as the status quo so um i don't know it just it helps in so many different respects it helps in terms of like how you think and um like your energy levels throughout the day and just how you feel about yourself um so I don't know it's kind of hard to like put into words but it really it's noticeable um and until you start to make those changes on a consistent basis like you don't really realize like how crappy you might be feeling I couldn't agree more so I um I've I've eaten relatively well for a decent amount of time mm-hmm. now. Um, I have a good accountability buddy at home um, who she helps. Uh, so helpful. <laughs> helps keep me. Uh, helps keep me in line. Um, and it is funny how your body reacts after you treat it poorly. Yeah. When you've been treating it so well for so mm-hmm. long. Last week, just a quick example. Um, I forgot my uh, veggies for my lunch at home for mm-hmm. a few days straight. So for a few days straight. Um, it was really just my, my rice and my meat and forgot my veggies. And, um, in, in certain ways it was a different type of, uh, a week yeah. uh, for missing my, my greens, my fibers, like yeah. all those things. It's just crazy how that affects you. Um, and then with water, if I go a day without drinking enough water, I get mm-hmm. a headache. Um, yeah. and, and it really doesn't take that long to understand the feeling. So the nutrition challenges that we run, I think mm-hmm. are a great opportunity for people to, for 30 days, yeah. find out what that difference is yeah. so that you can get to the end of that 30 days. And then let's say after the 30 days ends, let's say you continue with the um, nutrition coaching that you offer mm-hmm. so you can maintain that feeling. But yep. I do know that there's also been people who, um, after nutrition challenge, they took it as a, 
Whew, yeah. done. <laughs> Don't yeah. need to do that uh-huh. anymore. Um, and how much different you feel when you come back down off of yeah. treating your body well. So yeah. I just think it's an interesting uh, observation to, to kind of go through. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons why mindful eating is can be so important because it really does allow you to dial into those feelings and... Um, figure out like okay I feel really good when I do x y and z and I feel like crap when I do these things or incorporate these things into my diet or exclude these things so um yeah no it's it's really crazy and that you're right that's one of the reasons why the challenges can be so helpful yeah um and I yeah that's great and I think part of what can help folks is if people really want to make a change Mm -hmm. and they can think about being just personal mantras they can say to themselves like I'm the person that when I'm at the office and they're having ice cream cake for lunch for a celebration I'm the type of person that doesn't eat that has my regular meal and it's Mm -hmm. a good way to to kind of talk yourself out of those tough situations and also at the same time like build a little self-respect for yourself a little a little mental toughness when you find yourself in those situations so I always try to kind of think about and waking up early in the mornings for me is, mm-hmm. is not easy, but I try to tell myself, like, I'm the person that when everybody else is sleeping in and being comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that gets up, gets to the gym, yep. gets my workout in early. So little things like that have helped Yeah, me. I think you gave me that advice about, like, sucking it up and going out and, like, running in the cold when Just, I when I don't like weather. <laughs> oh, and it's not easy. It's really hard, but you're right. Like, it is. it can be really helpful to think in terms of, like, this is... The type of person that I want to be and that's one of the cool things about precision nutrition is they kind of ask you to frame the same question from a coach's perspective like I'm the kind of coach who supports my clients in this way or that way and it really does get you to be able to hone into this is how I want to support people and um, so that's another thing that like I really try to take into consideration with my intention I like that now before we finish up here going to some fun questions (laughs) Um, what um, if you could give one piece of advice for people to do immediately, just something really quick fix to do to better their diets, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um, focus on quality first and not quantity. I harp on this a lot, um, and it's really hard because we, we're constantly searching for that perfect diet, for the perfect equation, um, and that often comes down to numbers. And especially with like CrossFit, we get so caught up in like the macro counting and everything, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have the quality piece there before that, um, everything else is going to fall apart very quickly. So if you can focus on eating quality foods that are either non or minimally processed, you're going to get the most out of nutrients and vitamins and minerals. Um, Your body is going to digest and process the food that you're eating better. There are so many things that happen to food when they become food products through the manufacturing process um, that affect what our body gets out of that food. Um, Pieces of the food that are stripped away like vitamins um, and nutrients. And so if you can just focus on like trying to get 80-90% of your diet to be made of minimally and non-processed foods, then that's one great first step that you can take. Another is eat your damn veggies, and that kind of goes hand in hand. Like, I personally think that, like, we as Americans just do not incorporate enough fruits and veggies into our diet. If you're looking, especially for weight loss, um, that is, like, one easy way because it is very difficult to overeat when you're eating, like, a plate full of broccoli or green beans. Yep. Um, And so if portion control, overeating, 
um, having kind of like those nighttime or afternoon cravings for things or a problem that you have, that is um, one easy way that you can fix it. And you you don't have to take anything away. Yep. Um, there's no deprivation or restriction involved at all. Very good. Now, before I turn you loose, okay. <laughs> we're going to do a couple speed questions. Oh, no. These have, right. <laughs> these have nothing to do with anything, okay. and you haven't seen these questions yet. Nope. <laughs> so I'm going to run down them. First thing that comes to mind, okay. and we're going to go. Are you okay. ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. We're going to find out a little bit about you. Oh, no. Favorite season? Summer, obviously. Favorite holiday? Um, Christmas Eve. I like that. Favorite curse word? We're allowed one. So many. I think shit is my favorite go to. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, least favorite word. Am I allowed to curse again? Yeah. Cunt. Hate that <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, favorite dessert. Ooh, um. Rice Krispie treats. Favorite food. Uh, it's like choosing amongst favorite children. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I love Korean barbecue. I, that's like a that's like a meal. It's not a specific food. All out. Yeah. All out. Uh, least favorite food. Um, white chocolate. It's white disgusting. chocolate. All right. That's a, I didn't see so that one foul. Um, favorite pizza topping. Uh, pineapple. You're a. <laughs> it belongs on pizza. I don't care. Absolutely, you have to say I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite beverage, alcohol or not? Coffee. Coffee. Yep. <laughs> favorite color. Yellow. Least favorite color? Purple. Underwater or outer space? Underwater. Favorite board game? Oh, um... Oh, I don't know. I love uh, Scrabble, I guess. I love Scrabble. Scrabble? Uh, sweet or salty? Salty. Um, historical person you'd like to have coffee with? So, meaning dead? Or alive. We'll go both. Historical person? Like, sure. is it? Are we talking about, like... Anybody. Political? Freddie Mercury. Freddie. Yeah, hands that'd be, down. That'd be a good one. Um, how do you take your coffee? Black. Who's the last person you texted? Um, my boyfriend. We're pet sitting push pup Spruce, oh, and I wanted spruce. to make sure she was okay. She didn't <laughs> want to go on her crate when I left. You may have already answered this. Favorite musician? Uh, well, so Queen and Freddie are like my hands down favorites, but um, in terms of like living like original bands like I love the killers it's good movie you laugh the hardest <laughs> uh -huh. it has to be like it's a hard tie between Billy Madison and Zoolander <laughs> I love both, those movies both good <laughs> options movie you cried the hardest oh um any movie where a dog dies yeah it doesn't matter which one like yeah ugly ugly crime yeah um favorite book ooh um I don't know. I, I really, like, I'm a fantasy nerd. Um, I love all of George R. R. Martin, like, Game of Thrones, but Lord of the Rings also. There's, I know, again, not specific That's books, fine. but, like, series. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> all of that. Um, book you're currently reading. know if I'm currently reading like any books that aren't like work and push related. No, no, that's fine. Oh, Her, that's fine. That's so, fine, yeah. um, so I'm kind of, I'm rereading and repicking information, um, from this 
book called Building Your Story Brand, um, oh, yep. and it's it kind of deals with like marketing and all that kind of stuff. Very, very but cool. Typically, what I read a lot of like biographies and nonfiction, but also love my fantasy. So. <laughs> Me too. I know uh, former coach Aaron also has. Yes, a soft, we've had many has discussions. a soft spot for that. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, before we close up, where can people find you um, social media and how can they get in touch with you here if they want to yeah. dive into the nutrition program? Yeah. So if folks want to, um, you know, talk about nutrition, you can either go onto the push website, push 511.com. Um, there is a navigation bar up at the top. You can click on the nutrition piece of it and learn a little bit more. If you want to get in touch with me specifically, um, my email address is Karen at push 511.com. Um, unless I'm dealing with Push's Instagram account, I'm not on Instagram very much, but I am on Facebook, um, and you are more than welcome to message me through there. Um, and yeah, I think email, definitely the best way. Give me a call um, or an email, and we'll get you set up and in the gym and talk about what Push has to offer. Perfect. Yeah. Karen? Thank you. Not bad. First one. Thanks. I hope I set the bar high. No, it's going to be great. <laughs> Um, Sam, uh, Coach Sam's probably going to be next, oh, man. so uh, we'll have more <laughs> comment along your way. It's going to be a little weird. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, that's a good place as any. Thanks, Karen. Bye. Thank you.